we haven't done fucking anything like dogma yet exactly. and it's been a long time going it's been a long time coming i should say hey what's one of my favorite movies of all time and i'm happy we're finally doing it when did you first see that this movie i guess that's the real question um it's like another one of those movies i grew up watching man i I've literally, I've always watched like Jay and Silent Bob movies growing up. Some my dad has always been super into, and I don't know. I've just, I've just literally seen this movie ever since I was a little kid. I've literally got Buddy Christ like with the Crimson Ghost face tattooed on my arm. I, this movie's just very dear to my heart. I've seen it too many times. <laughs> the way you say the tattoo right there, no one's gonna have any idea what the fuck you just meant. But me and Lou. No, exactly. Yeah. So we'll be sure to post a picture of it with this, absolutely uh, when this comes out on the Instagram or something. Let them see Joey's tat or the buddy, the come buddy see Crimson. it in real life. When you, when you saw this, like as a kid, like did you get? Came out the year he was well, born. No, I did didn't you get. Okay, <laughs> came out the year he was born. I didn't understand this until I was like fucking like. 15 or so you know like and then i'm like starting to realize some shit and i'm like hey this is actually like this movie means something it's not just these two stoner dudes that i've seen in other movies just you know running around being goofs like they always are getting into mischief you know this is like this movie's got a whole lot more going on in it yeah it just happens to take place in the universe that kevin smith created it's a story yeah. an ancient story kind the of view is unraveled yeah yeah what else are you gonna choose? Jersey Tusk. girl? <laughs> yeah. Chasing Amy? I mean no. I was a huge Mall Rats fan. That would have been younger. the one. Still I still dog. am, still am, you know, but it yeah, yeah. It's uh I don't know. I've seen this one a lot when I was younger too, and for sure like didn't understand most of it, but it was just still like just on HBO a lot. Fun. Mm. I don't know. I knew it was funny. I knew, like, because Jane Silent and Bob were in it, that it was just a comedy. That's the whole reason I loved it when I was younger. It wasn't until, like, much later I realized what it actually meant, you know, and, like, it's, what the story is. Yeah, it's one of those movies where you can kind of follow it as just a comedy, not really think about it if you don't want to, which is what mm -hmm. everyone should have done instead of all the controversy surrounding this film. But, like, or you can look for all the deeper meanings in the religion and all the belief and, you know, Bible-based stuff that they reference throughout this. It's kind of a little bit, of kind of a little, you know, a little bit of each. Don't need to do both, but if you want to figure out the movie in every single way, you can do that. I like movies like that where they can be deeply metaphorical, but you can also just watch it with like, I don't know, a close, but just shut your mind off. You know, yeah. just watch the fucking movie. Just sit, look at the screen and laugh. It's yeah, definitely yeah. one of those type of movies. There's a lot of there's a lot of scenes where that happens. I like a lot of movies like that. It's very just it's I don't know. And then on, the, you know, when you rewatch it a few times later, you pick up on something and it's like a whole son of a bitch type of moment. Yeah. Gotta love that. Who doesn't love that? Does Lou I love it? Lou loves it. Yeah. Loves it. No, I think I think what makes this movie extremely interesting is because of the fact that it ties in all these, not to mention the fucking cast, which is just absolutely bonkers. 
Um, Bonkers. The, the fact that fucking you, incredible can, cast. you can sit down and watch this pretty much through multiple lenses and still be entertained regardless. Um, Multi-lens film. Indeed. I definitely sat and watched this with people who are a little bit more pious than myself. And it, there's entertainment level across the board because it takes some very antiquated and or serious um, stories and applies them in a very and presents them in a very comedic way or a very modernized like, hey, this is happening on the planet Earth or, you know, this makes sense. You know, you're going to run into two stoners and one of them doesn't talk and fucking Selma Hayek is a stripper. Like it's just it makes <laughs> it, you have the ability to have these kind of grounding elements to this movie so it's not like you're sitting down and watching fucking i don't know goddamn shakespeare you know like from that was recorded in the 40s just like it grounds it a little bit more and it it kind of packages it and and presents it in a a very fun manner you know the bible is pretty fucking droll you know if you if you've ever had to sit down and read parts of it or listen to it it's it's an interesting set of values and and um allegories that are contained therein but it's pretty ah, fucking yes. dry. It's pretty Bible, fucking dry. A wonderful work of fiction, the old Bible. <laughs> I've never read it. The great joke that me and Dan always have. Ah, the Bible. Yeah, great book. Great work of fiction. Anywho. There's it's definitely the type of thing if if you if you can look at it from the aspect of lessons and values, it's fine. It's exactly. just when people it's just when people start taking things literally that's where it, the breakdown starts it's to the happen. exact the exact parallel of this movie with those two things too because mm-hmm. that's why people have such a problem with it they're not realizing just look at it for those little life lessons and beliefs being good <laughs> this exactly. movie just like not being a piece of shit. you to be a decent person you know well you're presented throughout the whole time with People that were good, or you know, I guess Bartleby and Loki essentially good mm-hmm. angels, and then shit happens, not good, and then they just you know go on a sp- like it, it's like it's like vengeance, you know, mm-hmm. or something, or they're just pissed off basically. It's just like well, mur- the- murdering, you know, and that just is you know, you can be good, you can be bad. That one's well, a the- little, they're a little bad, they're killing people. They're also kind of positing the fact that like. <laughs> God, at least in the Old Testament, and you know, is is a, a vengeful, wrathful God. So they kind of take that quite literally, um, very literally, very yeah. literally. Let's go and... kill for God. That's what He would want. Come on, that's basically what they're saying <laughs> in the beginning. You know, it's very funny too, though, because it's fucking Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. So it's mm-hmm. just the Goodwill Hunting dudes, like. They're just kind running of, around killing people, you know? But it's very... Their or characters are them. very satirical when they show up, like, in the airport and everything. It's very just, like... That's the type of humor I didn't think... I didn't really get when I was younger, you know? They're very, like, dry about how... About, like, what they are and what they're gonna do and everything. And I didn't really, like, catch on. It was just, like... Oh, so these are the the bad guys in the... Mo- okay, these are the bad guys. All right, I got, I get it, I guess. They're not, like that bad until they clearly you know are bad at least at least bartleby <laughs> officially like yeah he yeah. Full, he goes full-on nutso he does a and, complete 180 he's like in the whole beginning of the movie just like uh well, they they do express, really gotta kill people and then you know they just do that flip they do express <laughs> eventually uh i think metatron alan rickman or maybe rufus chris rock they're like mm-hmm. they say how bartleby like tricks loki back in the day 
And yeah. that's and that's why he inevitably, you know, gives God the finger and throws down his sword and whatever is because Bartleby kind of like manipulates him, which is the yeah. good, which is a good little, uh, you know, simile or a metaphor for what he does throughout this film, basically with him. That's what I think, at least. That's what I think. Just yeah, one little point. tackling one little thing of the millions in this <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat. Uh, I I was just I was like segueing from Lou just being like, dude, stellar cast, and it's just like I know, like what the, I mean, they got like Stan Lee to be in Mallrats, which was super awesome, but like everyone in this movie is like famous. Yeah, yeah. and at and, the time they were very famous too. You or know? like a few years later, were insanely famous, and this yeah. like and this movie really paved it or <laughs> was a predecessor to that, like. Whew. Nuts. Kevin I mean, Smith knows people. Yeah, I was just gonna say he's got to have like it's pretty obvious at this point. Like he just knows a shitload of people. But, but just like, from seeing him do Clerks, where it was a bunch of nobodies, and then this is five years, six bunch years of nobodies, later, and know? it was like mad low budget. Dude, it's the definition. <laughs> you know, like, well, again, so like, yeah, mad low budget, but also this movie's an independent film, and exactly. or, or I mean, you know, uh, Clerks was an independent film. The was at Sundance because Sundance we've all watched Entourage here. I'm pretty sure everyone listening has watched Entourage. Just everyone on the planet's watched Entourage. I'm pretty sure. So you know what Sundance is, and they got bought. Kevin Smith movie gets bought at Sundance. Boom! Here you go, guy. Here's your fucking chance, motherfucker. And basically nailed it. So had all these other movies just at his fingertips. Just you know. They're the there. Door opened the, at the, that door, point. the door opened. He fucking succeeded with that little thing and then can do more. And there's clearly, you know, some more CGI, some, you know, some more stuff going on in this definitely, one. You could, you could definitely tell it's a little bit more higher budget. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. But it's like he had two other movies in between that and then jumps to this. And it's just like the cast just grows and grows and grows each time. Like, Insane, you know, fucking Janine Garofalo's in this for like two and a half minutes. Like how mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher's in two and a half minutes of Jay and Silent Bob straight back, and you're like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> he's got those connects, man. He's got the he's got the people's numbers. I mean, I know people would probably want to do his movies if he's successful. And at least one early jump on a little fact of something is that. Kevin Smith heard Alan Rickman like chasing Amy. So instantly he's like, I got to get him in my next movie. And he read the script, liked Metatron, bada bing, bada boom. If so facto, guy gets in movie. <laughs> Connection boom. established. That's how the voice of God was born. I'm pretty sure that's just like so many stories too of just like, like Danny DeVito getting uh, on It's Always Sunny. You guys ever hear that? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. His yeah. kids like the show. And they saw that they wanted like some veteran whatever to be on the show in like the third season. And his kids were like, you should go do that. The show's funny. And he's just like, whatever. And then watches it and is like, I'll go be on that show. Okay, cool. Yeah, sounds good. You know? And then Probably boom. what happened with Alan Rickman. His kids are watching some fucking Kevin Smith movie. And he's just like, what in the bloody hell is this now? What are you <laughs> kids watching? American film. <laughs> American film, that's what they were watching. The American film Chasing Amy. Yeah. So yeah, where to where to go now? Boy. There's so many avenues. 
So many avenues. Like Asbury Park. Yes, my favorite place in the world. <laughs> Where so we t- opened on some ski ball. Yeah. You know, I I was I was on that boardwalk that um the 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 God Trap dude. John Doe. <laughs> oh John Doe. John yeah, Doe. I was I was in I was on that spot of the boardwalk. I've been there like a hundred times. <laughs> Is it as non uh, magical as it seems in the movie? Yeah, it's just <laughs> a lot of people, and it looks the exact same. <laughs> Definitely nice. a lot more people. It's weird how there's like no people when they show it. I know. I don't know how the hell they got nobody on the boardwalk because that thing is usually pretty packed. Even they like closed it off. How'd they do that? I don't know permits and stuff. Yeah, it must be. Entourage, money for that one. Entourage <laughs> teaches you. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's a pretty nice little like quick, confusing, cold open that really doesn't get explained until like five or ten minutes later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're not paying attention, i.e. me the first seven times I saw this before I was like 16 or whatever. Yeah, no fucking didn't con- no connection. Oh, those little yeah. hockey kids are evil or whatever. They beat that guy up. So mean. Why are they so mean? I seriously did not understand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it. What are those hockey kids going around beating people up for, man? I know, right? <laughs> Giving a bad name to those hockey players. How the hell they how the hell they just like cut a hole into nothing? I do think it's really funny it. because the hockey team in New Jersey would be the New Jersey Devils. Oh shit. Exactly. Not the New Jersey Demons. Whoa. Uh, it's close, though. So, you know. Just everything about the representation uh, in throughout this entire movie is just excellent. Spot you know, it, well, it's, it's just, it's, it's humorous. Well, at the same time, it's like, okay, so you, essentially you have probably these lesser demons that are hockey player like kids. You know, you have the angel of death wearing a fucking white suit looking straight out of Florida in the fucking 30s. You know, like a borderline yeah. plantation owner, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's this very, like, f- like hilarious way to represent these things in a modern and easy-to-digest format. You know, motherfucker's not wearing a cloak and carrying around a scythe, as portrayed in, in uh, different uh, stories within religious texts. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. cool to see, it's cool to see, like, how this again interprets and like plays over to like, you know, an American audience, <laughs> well, how, how, you know, are they going to actually America. take this in? It's just, it's, it's fucking awesome. Are we all Catholic over here? Now? Uh, I think that's what the, I think that's one good, of the big, good, good amount, good amount of them. Uh, are actually, actually the, the, the majority, good chunk, good yeah. chunk, of, good chunk of America. Uh, somebody said no. So I'm just, I, I was know. joking. I was joking. Yeah, no, yeah. maybe. Like, yeah, it's like your it's joke like, has been overlooked due to facts. It's like <laughs> it's. I think <laughs> it's yeah, the most definitely the most popular one. Yeah, or one for of sure. them. Hey man, yeah. G- Jesus was from the Middle East, and everyone knows that's all white people in the Middle East. Rufus oh, will yeah. back that up for us. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's the other that's the other that's the other fun thing that this movie walks the line of is tying every, in like every little thing the Chris role Rock of, throws well, the role there, of basically. like you know talking about how you know how women are kind of subjugated in the bible and talked down upon and 
you know, the fact that like he was the thirteenth disciple and he was black and wasn't included in the no, yeah, in, just the, just everything just all he this... brings from being around Jesus at the time Jesus existed, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, all this stuff in the Bible is just blah, 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 blah. I was there, man. And then tells you, yeah, that's, I don't know. It was really fun. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's pretty I, great. I, <laughs> I think, I think the, rock nails it. <laughs> the cold open is probably one of my favorite scenes just in the entire movie because George there Carlin was... and or the. Well, no, no, I was talking. I was no, no, not not a little bit further in. Basically, there's like when, four cold opens. That's why. So, so what like I'm each talking character about is gets their own. Yeah. So what I'm talking about is obviously Ben Affleck and Matt Damon essentially yeah, entering in, in the airport, and you know, I I based my you know 15 year old lease on life. Um, She's heads, baby. Joey talked about like having certain things tattooed to his into his skin. I also have certain things tattooed in my skin, and uh, one of the things I. I had uh, identified oh with at a very young age is uh, identifying with deism, which essentially is um, the belief um, in essentially banning organized religion or standing against the organization of religion because it corrupts individuals and forces them to do things that are otherwise illogical, i.e. going on holy wars and slaughtering mass amounts of human beings all in the name of a deity. So this hey, obviously, as you can imagine, that that does opening somebody sequence. Somebody reference that in this movie. I no, they don't necessarily no, like, reference it, but oh, they, they totally do. Exactly. Well, they they reference it, but they also just talk about like at the very you know, end. That's what uh, that's correct. what fucking Alan Rickman says is the main thing God hates is everyone mm-hmm. doing those things in God's name. You know, correct. and then making that, and and then Chris Rock with the thing like how they really hold down like religion, and it wasn't just you know uh what does he say it was like beliefs are harder to change than just like something you like or whatever you know oh yeah you can't change someone's belief you can change someone's opinion and you know change their mind on a topic but right i know yeah that's why i'm agreeing with you bro go on (laughs) no it's just that that cold open when they're talking about kind of the lease on life and and essentially like the The hunting boston boys i know the the dangers of um, wrapping your whole life up versus living for the now and understanding the importance of, you know, serving <laughs> oneself and all that great stuff. Yeah. It just, my it God, it, what have I been doing with my life? Yeah. It just that, that made that impacted my impressionable mind. You know, when I had first seen this, cause I definitely, I didn't see it when it first came out, but I saw it shortly thereafter and uh, you know, mm-hmm. probably circa 2003 or so. Yeah, and it just, it, that resonated uh, a lot with me specifically that opening scene i was just like yeah because at that time it's essentially you know i i gotten confirmed and then i never went to church again <laughs> um, because i because i was similarly. able to so yeah. I, was, I was able to to not go anymore um you were given the decision i was given the choice after being forced to su- being subjugated to all the other elements of baptism and or um, being confirmed so it's kind of ironic um, and almost cruel in a sense to force someone and then be like, okay, after you've already gotten this stuff, now you got a decision. It's like, motherfucker, like, you got a decision to have these things. We don't have to get into the ethics of parenting and all that shit. Um, yeah, we don't. That's a whole no, other we, two we, hour we podcast. Not. Exactly. Exactly. No. Um, tune in next week. I, uh, I, I was Parents. very, I, I thought the idea of introducing essentially the body Christ in the beginning of the movie and then 
not really coming back to it until essentially the middle the middle to the end of the movie the yeah. whole full circle thing i thought that was very that was, that was a clever way to do it because the buddy christ thing is such like an iconic image and figure within this whole movie Oh yeah, dude. You know it what I'm was, saying? Like it was the most sold uh thing at Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash for like five years. Oh no shit. Wow. Yeah. So they that's, have, like, that's they have like the life size replica of it was there for a time. I think Jeez. it's still uh, well when I went it was still there and it was like twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen and they switched locations, you know, in the last year or two. Uh to some other town. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly, but Joe, you know what I'm talking about. It's just somewhere yeah. like a couple miles or whatever down the road. And I'm assuming it's still there and they sell other ones, but like the legit one that's like unveiled in the movie is there. Hmm. <laughs> you can touch it. That's point cool. your finger with them and wink back and take a picture. <laughs> yeah. I just bought a bunch of comics and talked to Walt Flanagan. So that was about, that was as cool as I got, but, uh, cool. but is there, bro? It's legendary, and it's somewhat on Joey's arm. Yes. It's very funny. I mean, doesn't it just pop? <laughs> Get rid of this old, depressing image of Jesus. Like, holy fuck. Let's, let's give George Carlin his flowers. <laughs> R.I.P. to the legend, George Carlin. <laughs> yes. Very funny being in a total of, like, six minutes of this movie, probably. My, uh... Rufus! Girl- I, I will say, uh, I will say, growing up, um, I grew. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, and my grandfather. We did, he watched a lot of boxing, and he watched a lot of uh, C-SPAN, and he really, really, really enjoyed two comedians. Uh, one of them being Robin Williams, and the other one being George Carlin. Wow, so solid. George Carlin was wasn't guessing from the C-SPAN watcher. Those are the two you're going to say, but yeah, go yeah. No, he's <laughs> he he was a very strange human being um but uh but yeah things he uh he very much enjoyed this movie for a number of reasons but he essentially gave me my first exposure to george carlin when i was very young and i didn't realize what a crotchety old human being he was but uh (laughs) it made me appreciate i i don't really i'm not i'm not a a big fan of stand-up i just well then sit down um but uh but fucking george carlin is like one of the masters his entire career he's just he's he's like the he he redefined like stand-up comedy right in that in in whatever late 70s 80s wherever mm-hmm. whenever he was yep bopping yeah you know uh seven dirty words uh all that all that classic stuff before well, just a very bitter look a very bitter look at like things reality but you know, also, it, but like the, um, geez, what's, what's even the word for it? Just like the way he says it and how he's saying things like he's telling a story each time and he kind of speaks as if he's speaking like as if it's a poem or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, oh, his delivery is impeccable. Del- I mean, delivery. Yes. That's what I, yeah. Uh, there was a word somewhere in there impeccable. that I was, yeah, you know. Don't it. worry. I got you. Co- I got you on comedy. the words. Hey, when it comes to the words, I word got you. Man. I got you. I got you on the words. Fighter one thing I can do. Spelling. One thing I can do. Champion of the alphabet. <laughs> yes. That's all. That's all I got for you. The it's the whole thing behind like comedy is the the delivery is what can make a story like funny or not yeah. funny. You know, the story can be inherently hilarious, and the way you tell it can just fucking suck. And then uh-huh. that's it. 
And so George Carlin, you know, just redefining that. And uh, definitely, yeah, the flowers have been given. He's yes. great. Yeah. He's great. That all, all the bits with him are fucking hilarious as like a guy actually involved in the, you know, Catholic church and everything and blesses his golf clubs. For the without a hit. <laughs> yeah, he's just got more <laughs> panache. I believe the word is panache. Yeah, something like that. Joey, Joey, have you ever been in great. church before? Been where? Have you ever been in church before? <laughs> to church. In church? Yeah, have you ever uh, been to a church for a yeah, mass? Have you gone to mass, no, bro? No, I've, I've only ever gone to church for a funeral. Okay, so the opening, Jesus the, the opening where they're in the actual church and they're they're cycling the camera backwards through all the pews and you're seeing all the weird chaos oh my that's God. happening. Oh, it's it, so in, real. It's in a, so violently in a, in a real. sense, that is that is almost fucking hundred percent spot on. It's just about hundred percent on. It's just about like it is. Not only is it very droll and fucking dry, but just kids fighting. Fucking someone just rocking back and forth, not necessarily listening to music, but just possibly rocking, maybe not praying. paying it's attention, not paying attention. It, it's it's all too fucking real. Uh, um, and so so th- there's there's a lot of things about this movie that they really fucking nail. On I'm gonna that. I'm gonna get high right now when you talk about it because it just depressed me, reminded me of 16 years of my life. Go on, Lou. <laughs> Go on. We're fine. Go on, Lou. Uh, so Joey, so the, the big spoiler—the <laughs> big spoiler alert—is there is uh, an unnatural amount of kneeling and standing, <laughs> followed by very, very bizarre songs that you are given about fifteen seconds to scroll through a seven hundred and fifty-page gospel hymnal <laughs> to find the page in which they're doing the the thirty-five-second fucking quote-unquote song, and then. From there, you get to walk up. If you are baptized, um, you do get to eat the <laughs> Dale fucking wafer. You get to eat the body, baby. You get to eat, get the, to body, eat the body, baby. And you get to drink the blood. You so, get to drink the blood. If you really, if you were, if you know, if you were worried about COVID and getting stuff now, mm-hmm. just think about everyone that was putting their lips. Dude. Oh bloody backwash. Yeah, dude, bloody backwash. Bloody backwash. Bloody yeah, backwash. You know what? When I was. Cup, don't they? Dude, they do. And when oh, I was old enough, awesome. I would be like, all right, if I'm in the front row, maybe I'll get some. But like, if I was just anywhere after the first couple pews, there's no way I'm putting my lips on that. Thing. See, I, I, I don't never know where did these the, I never did the wine. I don't know where I never been. did the wine. Oh, you never I did didn't know. I didn't know how much. How else to are you gonna drink? wash the wafer down with, man? What else? Dude, are you gonna I use? used to. I used to do something really fucking weird. I would take the wafer oh, and I wouldn't chew it, and I would us. stick it to the roof of my mouth, and I would suck on it. And it would literally, it was so like cardboardy that it would like, it would straight up fucking stick to the roof of my mouth and it would entertain me fucking with it with my tongue through the remainder of mass. <laughs> so that acted as a way to keep my mind busy um, for like oh, the remainder. Oh, wow. The, the, you the, were the really desperate. Minutes. You were lacking Bro. in imagination, <laughs> I believe. Bro, I fucking read that. I read the hymnal. Uh, I read all, I, I looked through every. You don't I, need to. You I don't need to tell me, man. Ceiling, ceiling beams, you don't like cross me. beams and shit in St. Agatha's Church in Canastota, <laughs> and then at St. Patrick's in uh, Chittenango. Oh wow, I, he's got two. He went to two oh, different wow. ones. I had to go to two different fucking churches because we I moved also school went to two districts. different ones. 
Uh, no, we just we just went to my grandma's eventually. I had the old Holy Spirit, good old Holy Spirit school. Nice. Representing. Nice. And, th- and then we went to St. Anthony's in Troy because, you know, it was closer by. And uh, and you know what? Their, their, uh, their pastor was not bad. He was like one of those, one of those Made fat it guys. That would, yeah, he would definitely throw in the jokes. And at the end of every service, he'd talk about the Jets because he was a huge Jets fan. <laughs> and if anyone knows anything about the last 10 to 15 years of the Jets, usually the story just has to be comical because they're a comical team. And it's just depressing what constantly is <laughs> happening to the Jets. So it was usually like, all right, if I got to sit through this, he's not going to go on for an hour. It'll be like 45 minutes, which is mm. nice. And then five minutes of Jets <laughs> jargon. And it makes it somewhat worth it. Yeah, no, and especially during football season, if you're going to mass on a Sunday season. morning, you know, oh, like for sure, dude. Get, we get ready for that. You're going for that kickoff. Good game. All of high school, man. Not besides just going to LaSalle, but like all of high school, there was just so much of it going on with my family because of my school, because of being in like the church group in my town. Still at the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit one. I don't go to Holy Spirit anymore. I was involved in it. <laughs> Dude. Dude, we <laughs> we did things. Me and my buddy Pete. Pete, I don't know where you are right now, Pete, but <laughs> tell him how many things we did. <laughs> Dude, we we had so it was we excessive. had to go to it was excessive. Prior prior to being confirmed, we had like Sunday school. I think it was on Monday nights. And we got these books. So essentially it was like a workbook of like lessons and it was filled with like all these pictures and drawings and oh boy. whatever. And they were given to us. So my buddy and I, we, we developed this thing that we would do with one another. And we did this in like school anyway with like magazines and shit like that. But what we would do is we'd take our pens and we would find pictures of people's faces and we would trace around oh the God. heads of people until we could cut out their heads. And then the, because we'd sit next to each other, we would take like our hand or our thumb, depending on the size of the face, and just slide it over. In this, in, this is in the middle of like a fucking class on Monday night at fucking church school. Then we'd slide it over to one another with no context and just take our hand away, take our finger away. And it would normally be like someone's like dumb face. That's it. Like a kid or an adult. Dude, we got in so much trouble because we were like essentially we were destroying like property that like defacing church church. property. It's a fucking blessing. You knew what you you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing was wrong deep down. I knew exactly your Jiminy Cricket inside you was like, I'm a I'm a devil boy. Nah, I lack the face and I listen. I knew exactly what I was doing. Blood Zeppelin backwards. Ah, the devil. Satan. I love Tanisha's D. We we had that was the only way we could fucking entertain ourselves. You know that that was it. Fucking Nick Welch was was there for me. We got we got we had to go sit in the other room with the bad kids. It was it was yeah. It that was uh, always great. Anyway, dude, honestly, uh, honestly, the only thing I could get stoked about in Catholicism was just because I already liked it and it wasn't good. But music, man. Yeah. I would get down with some of those songs. I'd be like, you know what? If we're going to sing, I'll fucking sing. I was like Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. <laughs> I was like, I'll fucking sing and I'll sing beautifully. If that's the highlight of this hour of my week right now, mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll Pirates sing. Of the, Pirates of the Penzance, right? Dude, uh, yeah. Pirates of, Pirates of Penzance was, uh, was about when I was like 12 or 13. So that was... Once I was deprived of it, I wasn't doing musicals anymore in high school. So specifically in high school, when I'm like, I can be getting stoned right now. We're watching fucking Grandma's Boy for the ninth time. This is bullshit. 
So I'd be like, all right, you know, I might as well pretend like I'm Wayne's World in the car, but instead of Bohemian Rhapsody, it's, you know, something mm-hmm. not oh, as God. Hallelujah Choir, yeah, yeah, and such. But we digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so happy I never went to church. <laughs> yeah, we have to. Apparently, yeah. we have to go on a five minute tangent telling Joey what church is like. Well, it's, it's, the reason hey, I brought you... that up is because of how well they they fucking executed what church is, or at least really like Catholic, you know. Well, Kevin, Smith, Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith was raised in it like me and you were, Lou. So like he he had everything that we had growing up, and that's why this movie is really like how it is. You know, he pro- dude, he's like what twenty years older than us. He's probably in the generation that had to read the whole fucking Bible for school. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fucking garbage. Oh man, I'm glad we just picked some shit out of there here and there. Like, holy <laughs> calamity! Yeah. yeah, it's too much. But if you, hey, if there's anything you're curious about, you know, viewsq.com. There's a bunch of interviews on YouTube and stuff. Kevin Smith will tell you about that. There's you can the just Google them up. In, in dogma or in, in defense of dogma, I think is like the 40 minute little documentary thing about it. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to get into the depressingness of like why Kevin Smith just doesn't have this, but. We can say when he was so ashamed of having almost his entire career be under the, you know, umbrella of the Weinsteins, he vowed to donate money from residuals of his and the Weinsteins films to the Women in Film organization for pretty much the rest of his life. And I tried looking it up to see if it's like, he's got to still be doing that. It was only like four years ago, but... I think it was it like two like two thousand dollars. It was a few thousand dollars, dude. Like it's fucking like double the money I would make in a month, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's donating that, like as and I believe it was as the residuals from the movies he did with the Weinsteins specifically, you know? Which is what very a, what a guy. Yeah, right. You know, anyone who's got some opinions on fucking Kevin Smith, like you know what? The dude is making it in just like an unheard of way that most people yeah. don't, or at least in the '90s when he started. You know, it's punk as fuck. DIY. It's pretty, it's pretty punk rock, man. New Jersey represent. It's one reason why I like I respect Kevin Smith so much as like a director. You know, human. Yeah, but then also, all of his movies are just like, like good. He doesn't yeah. have like a well, bad. Even, I mean, it's not even just that. Maybe just people like didn't like guy. yoga hosers, but like. In my opinion, honestly, it's what I expect from Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He definitely changed a little bit once he started smoking weed. Like, we all know that. But still. Oh, yeah. You could definitely <laughs> tell. <laughs> yeah, definitely where's, tell. I believe the drop-off was Zach and Miri makes a porno. And not drop-off. Like, that's when he started smoking. Like, that, dropped yeah. off the wagon or whatever. You wanna... He was sober. He never even drank, you know? So, like, that's the shift. Interesting, a little fat look at mic the, action. Look at the quality. Look at the fat mic. Yeah, right. Late, yeah, late yes. in life, getting getting dickered. Exactly, fat mic. Son of a bitch, Lou. You're here for so many things. <laughs> Just a couple. Just a couple. So many connections are being made. When me and Joey are too stoned, and Lou's just like, "Yeah, hey, he's like that guy," and it's like, "Yeah, it is like that guy." And look at us, fucking mansplaining it with Kevin Smith over here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Say it a minute ago, Lou. What do you? Let's get the DeLorean. All right. <laughs> let's go back and get that twelve bucks from Jesus for Rufus because he seemed like a swell guy, and they were just friends. I love the fact that fucking literally 
Rufus falls from the heavens naked. But, but I know. I literally just wa- that scene literally just happened four seconds ago Same on my TV. Here. <laughs> that's a that's a very it's it's a very Terminator esque moment. It's oh, dude, they're really you know, riffing one on thing something like that, that always right? was like in my head was like how uncomfortable that has to be being T2. completely naked laying on the ground on pavement <laughs> well like, i mean that would fucking suck hey chris rock man yeah he can he can Respect. do it he'll try and tuck it Don't back underestimate. You know? yeah come on yeah, he, got, he, he was in beverly hills cop three by that point he Dude, was your in armor. lethal weapon four by that point okay he was in cb40 or whatever they just all have numbers in them so i'm naming them uh, he's done a few things, all right. He's yeah, a, he's famous he's method, at this point. Method motherfucker. I mean, I it's it's one of those where it's just where I was born. The like growing up with like Chris Rock, or you know, just like like growing up with Jim Carrey. You know, they're on yeah. the rise as I'm growing up, so they're just always kind of there. I don't remember like my first like <laughs> interaction or memory with them or something it's just it's just one of those where it's just like yeah he is he's it's chris he's always an entity chris mm-hmm. rock he's in a lot of things and then he became best friends with adam sandler you know and then more things and it's just one of those like how did he get involved in this and uh i don't know yes that's... but i'm really glad he did because his also he... short bits in jane Silent bob straight back as the director are so fucking funny Yes. So he's just throwing beverages on Jamie Kennedy constantly. <laughs> Seems like so much fun. I feel like Chris Rock is the type of person where it's like you can essentially give him any role in any amount of dialogue, and he's going to find a way either to A, sprinkle in his own personality, or B, improvise yes. around what the lines are supposed to be to make it. Fucking his own thing. Is it obvious that he improvised a good amount of things in this movie? I I don't know. Is that obvious? I I, I mean, there's it's definitely there's there's gotta be there's gotta be some happened right. It it had to happen in this, but like it's just cool. Do you think him owing him twelve bucks? The way that he says that, that we're not gonna say. Yes, but he says was written by Kevin Smith. Hell no! I, I know that's definitely. Not. It was hell not. Definitely not. That's definitely it Chris Rock. <laughs> it was not. Yes, that's the panache that he brings to it. That's the that's the cool thing about Chris Rock, man. Makes it he's pop, always, man. He's always bringing it to the table. Well, you know, yeah. I heard in like a Mark Maron interview once, where he's talking to guys, or you know, just interviewing actors. Mark Maron, WTF podcast. Uh, talking about like george clooney how like george clooney is george clooney in every movie that he's in like no matter what there's always that little like bit of yeah but it's clooney you know yeah Uh, just like his style or whatever basically the opposite of a fucking character actor that like you know like the opposite of tim curry basically it's just (laughs) or steve buscemi yeah just blending into a world yeah like that's very much what i feel like with chris rock is he always adds that like yeah this is chris rock in this Mm -hmm. role like just you know like travis barker in a song he's always gonna do some crazy drum thing to be like i'm travis barker because this is what i do this is just what he does this is what chris rock does talks about being the 13th apostle so brilliant and not getting laid in his prime (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that well, had to have sucked. 
that fine ass <laughs> Mary Magdalene. She had a thing for the dark chocolate. You know what I mean? <laughs> so great. Oh, the so best part funny. is like the best part about that is like Mary Magdalene was a hooker in the I Bible. Know. So I it's know. like it's even more hilarious that like Jesus. They got they you know, took liberties in this. <laughs> right, like that was supposed to be Jesus's like fuck doll Side or whatever piece, bro. Yeah. yeah exactly exactly she bombed around with him and you know after Dude, she, also, he essentially saved her he got siblings in those 16 years or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. jesus got siblings you think mary was gonna you think joseph was gonna st- i love like thinking of it from joseph's perspective when he literally says that like you think this man is gonna stay married to his wife if she's not putting out <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. That dude had he, brothers and sisters. <laughs> he is right. Yeah, like exactly. Joseph's plowing Mary for sure. Jesus is just the oldest brother. Yeah, he's <laughs> just the first one. Yeah. He's, he's, the, first, he's the Lou. Yeah. <laughs> Lou's Jesus. Nah. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus cries. This guy is. I'm, I'm super serial. <laughs> Mr. No, slave. I, I mean, you were already just mentioning the little things that they do with that about how like Rufus was around at the time of Jesus. Yeah, that shit is the, never ceases to be funny. It's just, I, I, again, I, I, I am think old. it goes. I well, it goes, dude. It goes back to you know what I said just in general, just about being blown away about this cast. Just you get yeah. all these people together in a room, and even if you're doing a script read, it's like. You know for a fact that everyone's probably fucking just like dying at just the idea of what they're attempting to do. It's you know what I had? It's gotta be so funny on the first few like read throughs, just sitting around a table, being like, like getting the timing of each beat between each other and saying some of the jokes or whatever, you know? Basically, mm-hmm. just ev- everything Jay has to say, you know? It just, I- I'd be laughing, I'd be dying, dude. I'd be like, oh my god, this movie's gonna be great. <laughs> so, so I had I had an, an an epiphany when I was watching this in preparation for this episode, and I'm gonna ask you, Mike, because I know you're gonna know the name of the movie, and not that uh, I doubt that Joey, that, not that I doubt that you wouldn't know the movie, but you this, got it, Joey. You this can do movie, it. Oh, this boy. movie was attempted to be remade in another director's eyes, Mike. And it starred two individuals, one of them being Jack Black and one of them being Michael Sarah. Oh, yeah. Dogma? Yes. Is Think that, of the idea of what it was. Is that okay? what it was kind of like? I don't really, I mean, it wasn't good, so I don't really remember a lot. No. <laughs> if, no. It, if, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, yeah, exactly. Okay, that's what I thought you were going with. Yeah, that's exactly I, what I was going with. And it's yeah. essentially Old Testament stories yes, yes, being yes, adapted into, like, here's, I, here's I what, what it's like saying. in these actors, whereas this is kind of using a lot of, like, allegories and, like, themes to say, okay, like, you know, these two angels are attempting to work their way back into heaven after they were fucking, expo- you know, uh, kicked out of heaven, basically. Mm-hmm. They, they basically, in year one, were like, Here's a comedic look at stories from the Old Testament and how yes. goofy is some of this shit, right? Like, yeah, right. Not as well executed by any stretch of the imagination. No. Now, nothing against Harold <laughs> Ramis and, and everyone involved. However, I know. Um, oh, it just Ramis, was dude. bad. It was just bad. You yeah, know, dude, like it is. It's just one of those fucking comedies that has a shit ton of people in it, and it's just bad. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, fucking Helen Back. If you've ever heard of that. 
don't watch but, it anyway. But I, I just like when I was when I was watching through this again, I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "This is year one, but a million times better." And they did it first, you know. Like that's essentially all they I was hanging on, all I was hanging on to the whole time. Like I was thinking about that. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like this is how you do an adaptation of uh, stories taken from the Bible, and you present it in a fun and easy to digest fucking format with a killer fucking cast you know yeah yeah digestible yeah. Exactly. some people didn't want to digest it they didn't want to believe in the digestion but it digests like soup so so what how, does, so like how, does, how does what that, oh okay, what, yeah, yeah. what happens i mean mike it sounds like you have some insight on this like the protests against this movie and shit like what occurred following the release of this movie Oh, dude, it was just like... Like, I remember hearing about it in vague in a vague sense, but, like, I don't know, like, as much... It sounds like you have more information on this. I'm no, I, I literally just watched the, like... It's a Cornell speech that Kevin Smith gives, giving, like, the whole story about how he goes out to protest his own thing because he keeps hearing about people wanting to protest the movie. And, like, this one protest is specifically, like, in Eatontown in Jersey... Mm-hmm. Near where he is, and it's just like, oh, let's fucking go. That'd be funny. As you look like, in... a, you look a lot like the director. I'm yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I get that. Are you him? Are you him? No, but I get that. No, he's like, no, that's our, so that's good. him. It's Jesus, our Lord and Savior. I'm not Jesus. Sorry, no, it's not me. It's very. <laughs> so like, I don't know, but it was just basically like I think on the news or somewhere he heard that there was gonna be like 5,000 people there protesting it and was like, oh shit, like, yeah, let's go. Still, still funny. But mm. then it ended up being like 15 people or whatever. Jesus. And he's like, really? And he's like, these people must be watching the protest when he pulls up to the like 15 people and then that's it. Makes like <laughs> glitter signs and everything protesting it. It says dogma is dog shit. <laughs> really funny. But like I, I mean, you can just anybody out there can just look up or type it into YouTube to see like interviews with like Kevin Smith, and I think there's one with him and Scott Mosier, the producer, actor dude that kind of, kind of get into more of like the issue with like like what people were having and what the death threats were and like all this shit with Bill Donahue, basically you know lambasting the film for like Phil six Donahue's months he's a fucking piece of shit but anyway. it's just i know we're not even going to talk about it but just if you want to get any idea on the brief knowledge of what bill donahue does is he's just lambasting the film for six months and then when they call view and want to talk to kevin smith about it he's just like so what was he doing the last like six months basically in in regards to this movie that he wants to talk to me about, you know, and he's just like, oh, he hasn't he hasn't seen the movie, sir. Oh, and he's just talking shit about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Nice. Oh, you know, uh, like I think that's the joke in like Thor or whatever, where it's just like you should have sent me an email. Well, do you have a computer? No. Why would I need that? It's like the same exact thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm talking shit about this movie. Oh well, have you seen the movie? No, of course not. Why would I? Exactly. That's Don't exactly knock it till you try it. <laughs> have a sense of humor, people. Yeah, yeah. There's just a, um, there's different. There's other controversies besides just. That, oh yeah, yeah. Besides yeah. the of Catholicism. Course. So. Oh yeah. So, so let me segue that into. 
my uh, favorite scene besides, you know, I don't know if I think Matt Damon was one of my favorite actors when I was younger and I didn't understand any joke about him until team America came out. And I was just like, is Matt Damon not a good actor anymore? I don't understand. Are they making, are they making so much fun of him? Is he bad at what he does? Didn't he win an Oscar for something like, okay, I don't get it. But basically as you were saying in the beginning with his scene and with uh, whatever him and Bartleby Ben Affleck, uh, when he says life is just a series of moments, every time I hear that and stuff, I'm just like, yeah, way to go. I, I see you. Like, I get that. I, I felt that. Uh, it hit a little too hard, maybe, which is why I get that, and I felt that. But, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that notion. It's a really good line. But then also, yeah. there's this whole, like, middle-of-the-movie thing where they're on their killing spree, <laughs> and the whole plan from the beginning is like, oh, I have these exact pieces of shit that God will love to see us killed, you know? We're gonna, mm-hmm. Let's get a little more into that, because I don't know about you guys, but do you know much about voodoo? Because <laughs> it's a fascinating practice, really. No true doctrine of spa- uh, faith to speak of, more an arrangement of superstition. The most well-known of which of those superstitions is the voodoo doll. And then I sneeze. And yeah, I used to like have that whole little scene of him going back and forth, kind of memorized in bits because I thought it was so weird and funny and just Dude, ridiculous. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really it's, good scene. It's just a, it, like when I would watch this when I was younger, I didn't fully understand everything. But this like 10 minute scene just interjects in a very like total like parallel universe type of like way for some reason. And I don't really know why, but the whole movie idea and like getting more into that and then having clerks too, like fucking seven years after this, you know, is just so hilarious of treating him just like this super famous fucking figure or whatever. That's like Barney. <laughs> it's basically Barney or something. Yeah. It's, really funny, but, uh, it's, it's uh, great. It's great. Just how they p- fucking package it because it's like, they're like, all right, well, basically you guys created an idol and it's no different than fucking Moses coming down from Mount Sinai and seeing, you know, everyone worshiping the golden calf and basically yeah, being like, y'all are going to fucking die because you're worshiping a fucking idol. And basically these two went to the creators of said idol and exterminated everyone after telling them all Dude, the fucked up shit that they did. All the like, fucked up shit. They got to tell them they're like Dexter. They're basically He was Dexter, your son. Right? You sick. Sick fuck. fuck. <laughs> So great. Dude, it is. Why is that so funny? I just like when Ben Affleck is just like Mr. Ranson and he spent the company trip having sex with a 12-year-old boy. And the inflection on boy, it just gets worse and worse and worse of what he's saying, basically. Yeah, he took an underage person to a hotel, banged him out. It was a boy. The best part Except about that for you, whole... you are innocent. Up. Well, see, that was the best part of that whole sequence. Is, is at the end, and he sticks his thumb in her face. The best yeah. part is at the end when he's like, he's you, like but, you "But you didn't say, you didn't say, God, God bless me when he, when I sneezed." Oh, no. Yeah, I had, I had that Dude. whole rest of that speech memorized. So just, great, I, lo- I love so that. Great. It's like you, you, you have, you are free from all sin as of now, or you lead a good life currently. <laughs> The random sneeze comes back. And then he's just, as he's walking out, he's like, you are so lucky. You don't even know how lucky you are. 
so good. He definitely takes a turn after that too, because he's kind of like he kind of like got it out of his system or something. And yeah. Then, or maybe realizes. I think that. I think it was when he was talking to Jay and Silent Bob. That's when he kind of realized, "Hey, man, these guys are all right. Maybe, maybe." But he already killed a bunch of bad people as well. So that's oh, where yeah. he kind of got it out of his system. I think that that is when the switch happens where Bartleby is like fully manipulating him and that's maybe why he kills the movie people is Bartleby being like well if you're gonna kill anyone you might as well kill like the worst fucking people out there exactly. or something you know yeah yeah okay. really make it a thing it he's deaf yeah yeah that's what I mean he's egging him on yeah with fucking that's that was scott Mosier who's making out with the chick i'm pretty sure that's the same guy or it's another dude that's in a bunch of like he's always in kevin smith stuff you know it's just mm-hmm. one of those dudes one of the faces but uh indeed. one of the faces <laughs> of new jersey it's just always popping up yeah dude he fucking eggs him on for that because he knows he's just manipulating him in those little moments and that's like it's full on like all right i got it out of me jane silent bob are cool yeah Maybe maybe I, I'm over this shit. But then Ben Affleck, but then Ben Affleck goes full Ben Affleck. Yeah, never, in a glorious never go full way. Ben Affleck. Never go full yeah. Ben Affleck, man. Yeah, eventually. Very glorious way. How 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 is like him as the you know villain in this like treat you guys? Because obviously like Ben Affleck was kind of a joke early on in his career and has certainly uh. You know, one one up, reinvented whatever you want to say it is. Yeah, became a director. I don't know. He's definitely come a long way. But how did you how you feel about him being like the villain? You know, is he very villain esque? Yeah, super evil face looking like I mean, big big big, tall kind of douchey looking motherfucker. He's definitely not a villain esque looking guy. Definitely thinks he has a big dick, even if he doesn't have a big dick. He thinks it's like monstrous for sure. I mean, he is with Jay. Definitely has sex with underage girls that tell them that she's twenty five. In the back of a really really uncomfortable vehicle, you know, like in the back of a Volkswagen. I will was, say he is with J Lo though. He is no, with J Lo though. I know. I'm just talking about his character. No, I know. In, in in this in this, I think I think what's very interesting is like I didn't. Was necessarily... he in that music video around this time? Was that that music video? Was Shit. that? Benefer. I will Benifer. say uh, Benefer. <laughs> I will say that in this movie, speaking to like kind of the douchey aspect of like the role he was playing as Bartleby, I thought it was very interesting that like. He didn't. It wasn't that they were necessarily evil; they were just doing evil things. Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So, right? so that's that's, that's why I it's mean. Like, if you have to deem a villain the... as if it's a Shakespearean play or whatever, uh-huh. he's the, he's the antagonist, right? Well, him or Jason Lee, you know. Well, as, I, yeah, but the way he gets a, he gets taken out as like the pawn, correct? Honestly. Correct. Especially at the very end, it becomes abundantly clear that yeah, well, you are the villain in this in this epic. But, he, is the, uh, he is the villain. Jason Lee was going to play the role of Loki because having him and Ben Affleck paired up is something we've seen before. But uh, he had some other shit going on, probably, you know, like almost famous, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> maybe. So, no, dude, I, I, I loved it. I, stuck with that. I thought uh, I thought Ben Affleck did a great job as, as being kind of that guy. That's like I'm manipulating other people throughout this whole movie, even though it kind of doesn't seem like it. But then it becomes painfully obvious. And then there's that moment of like 
him recognizing what gr- mortal fucking danger he is in essentially on the train when he, they get shit while well, she gets shit faced in front of him and yeah. she kind of spills the beans <laughs> that whole moment i like so much because it was like never drinks the beer exactly yeah exactly the way Matt Damon fake smokes that joint is hilarious. I know, right? Takes his, takes sticks his head underneath the fucking table, <laughs> trying to take a hit, and just does, like holds up his lips. <laughs> then he does the little uh, the well, the pounding on the table. Yeah, yeah like that was Jay because Jay did that, so he's like, yeah, that's what it's like. That's what people would do. <laughs> he's never smoked weed before. For as for as long as they've spent, kind of banished uh, out of heaven. They've but they become very good at like understanding how to manipulate humans' emotions. It's pretty. It's pretty fantastic. I mean, dude, if you were yeah. on Earth for a millennium, wouldn't you yeah. feel? <laughs> like no, you it, it the, seems the leg up seamless. on the human race. It's seamless, like it's how seamless. well they play. Like we're angels that have been essentially locked out of heaven, and we are now dealing with trying to get back into heaven, and we're uh, we're fucking with people the entire time, and then fucking we're people. we're exterminating them. To boot, like it's just this whole, it's fucking brilliant. And it, and like and like probably the most, I don't know, like bounce around type of characters where having those you know, Oscar contendered guys play them might have been a really good hook to it. Like you know, what if, you know, what if it was just somebody else? Yeah. <laughs> what if it, what if it wasn't these two insanely famous dudes, basically? just playing that because they're very much like the complicated artists of the mm-hmm. movie. They got a, a range of emotions and things going on that they're dealing with here and they're all oh, over yeah. the fucking place. Yeah. And they're yeah. just, and they're wearing the same fucking little hoodies and t-shirts. I like that. I like the uniform. Dude, the I, angels. I, I thought it was I great. I wanted, I wanted for so long to like dress up for Halloween as like Jay and Silent Bob or as them too. And I literally have like both of those outfits currently could make it happen. Let's do it. But then somebody else dresses up as Elena's Morissette or something. We can do it at a gig. (laughs) Dude, I'm down. Sounds good. I'll be the short guy. (laughs) Okay. I'll be the, I'll be the not Ben Affleck. I think. To make it believable, yeah, I can pair we'll, off. We'll I, Matt Damon. I mean, because I was always like, eh, I I would like dressing up as Jay, but like I probably look better as Silent Bob. I mean, Joey, <laughs> you got the yeah. hair for Atlantis. We just need to get you like a white. You know dress. what? That's true. Joey's that's, in, that's I what I was Joey's thinking. I want. I kind of personally want to be Atlantis more. So I'm not going to lie to you. Well, you know, <laughs> I want to be God. Honestly, I was going to say, wouldn't that be ironic? Like, <laughs> it isn't it ironic? Isn't <laughs> It's like rain on your wedding day. Oh, dude, that's yeah. so ironic. That's crazy. It's free advice that you just can't take. Okay, let's 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 get off that jagged little pill that you're on right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good. One. It's good. One. I told you she was funny. <laughs> I really, I, I enjoy the fact that, especially at the very end when Jay is flipping out. Dude, why, that is that, is, why is that dude's head exploded? Like, what the I just, fuck are you doing here? So great. Why the fuck is everybody holding my head? Why the fuck did his head explode? Who I'm not gonna lie. When that bitch kissed me, she gave me a bit of a stiffy. <laughs> Got a bit of a stiffy, dude. That's so funny. I think oh it was God. cool to see them in that, like, in I'm the not universe. here to fuck you. I'll take head. 
<laughs> yeah, like yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Dude, the, the world's the, about to end. I'm trying to get fucking laid. <laughs> you said you fucked me, dude. Dude, that's classic. Them as the prophets, air quotes. Oh my god, prophets! You will meet two prophets. One of them will identify himself as such. <laughs> Uh, and then it's, he says something just like about how he won't shut up about it, basically. Really yeah. Funny. And no, then he's like, like, and the, and then the when, one, when he talks, when he talks, and it'll he be will at talk. great length. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> at great length. <laughs> and so he'll identify great. as a prophet. And then he's like, and then the other one, and then it's like, as he like takes a smoke out of a cigarette, he's the quiet type. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it's like, he basically just describes Jay and Silent Bob, but you're like, no way. No way it's going to be them. <laughs> Imagine being like 20 years old and you're seeing it in the theaters and you're already like, yo, those dudes from Mallrats, fucking Snoogans, going to take out LaFleur. Snoochie boochie noochies. I love those guys. And you hear Alan Rickman basically say that it's going to be them. That's like, <laughs> that's like putting three Spider-Men in a Spider-Man movie. Yep. Just saying. Yep. I don't know. Something like that. Just 20 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. Kevin Smith likes comic books. Don't at me. He definitely does. He's even a comic book man, some may say. <gasps> oh. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's good. That's good. That's that was really very good. good. Um, what 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 else? What else we have to say about stuff? What what are what are we leaving out about this great movie that we gotta nail down, Joey? What are some things? Um, what are some things we've glossed over? We'll do a look back, just bounced around. There was def- somebody was definitely talking when the scene where uh, serendipity was doing her thing came on, and I was I was trying so hard to listen to you guys, <laughs> like like really was. But then I remember oh, Desperado. Man. I started thinking about Desperado. Dude, we, I don't think we talked about Dawn the shit demon. Was very similar. No, we did no, not. No, we didn't talk, talk about, about the, shit, the demon. shit demon. Dude, that's like one of my favorite scenes. Like when whatever fucking, they uh, call it, what do they call oh, it at first? It starts with like a G or something like that. Gundigan. Some yeah, that's almost it. That sounds exactly right. <laughs> oh, thank you. I thought so. <laughs> I don't can't remember. Yeah, I didn't write that. Scenes, though, that thing is just like. Who so fucking nice. farted? Like... I love, I love that dude. He's just looking around. Fucking yeah. farted. And then it's really funny because it's always Jay who farted, and that's why he's Simon got Bob that stink spray. spray. <laughs> it just eliminate the demon, dude. Eliminate strong odors. It could be osium. I was thinking about that, dude. Probably it's probably for the fucking weed, man. It's some form of like something like that. Yeah, you know. No, it's because Jay smells like shit. <laughs> his ass, man. He does that right after he says it. He sprays down by his ass. Yeah. It's really good. Just Kevin Smith really enjoying just like not having to have lines. Mm-hmm. Dude, Remember so good. when was the point when you guys were younger and you like realized that the guy who does all the movies is Silent Bob? Oh. That's a good question. That's Dude, a very was, good question. It, it was pretty. But the moment that. existed, right? You remember it happened. It yeah. Like, it, what? It, it wasn't too like far the Dave Grohl, you know, the drummer for Nirvana is the singer yeah. for the Foo Fighters. It happens in everyone's life. 
it was definitely like it made sense immediately, but it was like, <laughs> wow, this dude loves himself in for good in for good reason. You know, like it was this one of those dude, things. This dude is a comedic M. Night Shyamalan. He's got to be in his movies, you know? Yeah, exactly. Think exactly. about think about clerks, dude. They're barely in the first clerks. They're really just fucking bouncing around outside. And occasionally have a... call the cops. Yeah, dude, exactly. It's just quick little things like that. He has the one speech, like each movie. Mm-hmm. But in this film, we just get no ticket. It's mm-hmm. no holds bars. Because when I was really young, I remember that was one of the simple jokes that I got because it was like his it's silent Bob. And then he mm-hmm. finally talks, and the guy's just like, Why'd you throw him off the train? <laughs> no, no ticket. ticket. Ah, yeah, he's like a caveman. Well, it's the Desmond's Indiana Jones Last Crusade. It is, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. exactly. Perfect Good reference. More references. T two and part three. We got some Scottish lads in that movie. Dear Boyle, James, James, James Boyle. Okay, James. I don't even know if Boyle is. I'm like mixing it up with Willie, the fucking. Groundskeeper. Like Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper Willie. Son of a nutbag. Well, I'm like the Justin Long of doing impressions. Dude, I like how throughout the whole movie, like Chris Rock just like they don't give him like really nice clothes. They just make him dress up kind of like a homeless guy. <laughs> well he's he's the thirteenth apostle. He's the thirteenth no, apostle. That's what I, he would I know, wear. I know. It's just like I was I'm on the train scene right now. I just watched him sleeping. It's like took his shoe off how using dirty. He uses the shoe as the pillow, like, dude. Damn, he's the thirteenth apostle. You're making him sleep with his like that shoe's probably like that's, forty years that, old. That's that, that, that's the that point shoe of was his alive life. when he died. That's the but that's the of point. Yeah. No, I no, I I understand. It's just like funny though. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's the, same, it's the same thing when we're writing a song yesterday, and we're just like, "Yeah, Joey, that's what it is." And he's like, "No, yeah," and we're just like, "We get, we get each other. We're all just on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> we're agreeing. We're just, we're just saying things differently. We're just in all different multiverses. Yeah, <laughs> we're on different planes of existences. Different planes, man. The ethereal pl- or whatever that is." The ethereal plane. The ethereal plane. Jason Lee says it. Yes, he does. Before he asks to get struck upon by the golf club of holyhood. But I'm a fucking demon. But I'm a fucking demon. He said it himself. It's really fun. I like that repetition back. Yeah. Out of her mouth. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) I really thought. Oh, I just I really, had something in my eye. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. It's that was so, so silly. That fucking. That every time I hear <laughs> Salma Hayek say that, I fucking like roll on the yeah, ground laughing is, just because the way she says it. Yeah. While she's like, like poking her eye and looking up like that, it's really. Oh, funny. It's just, I just got something in my eye. She's so innocent. Oh, I she's, know, dude. She, she's so like petite and just like the most adorable human being. I, I love Salma Hayek, man. No, no. I, if anyone doesn't love. Selma Hayek, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> What's wrong with you? He's God's gift. She is God's. She's the devil's gift, baby. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's at the titty twister waiting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. 
Yes. Uh, let's all take a moment to just jerk off to Selma Hayek in all the movies she was in. There's Ooh, the part yeah. in Wild Wild West where they're going away on the train, but Kevin Klein I know. knows I what know exactly what you, I know. And she's standing there at the right track, now. and when she's standing there at the track, she rips her corset open a little more, and her boobs just kind of flop and bounce all elegantly like they're there, and you know they are, and Kevin Klein has the appropriate look on his face as we all did as well when I'm strolling to the wow (laughs) and then in Desperado where she bears it all and it's for barely but half a second and you have to pause it to truly enjoy the moment between her and Tony Flags we all remember that Uh it's like Mm. a good beer not as good as this beer but good it's a pretty good beer it's really just a good moment and then there's grown ups where she still looks great but when you Dude, think she about just... her being married to Adam Sandler, it just doesn't seem like it could ever possibly happen. No. But it's just great to see her in those films. And she here, gets here. naked in Frida, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> here, here. Who's married? Well, Frida, Frida's not weird because enjoy. she has the fucking unibrow action going on, and it kind of fucks with me a little bit. Yeah, I know. Frida, Qua- is. Frida Kahlo is like, they're pulling like a monster on her with Charlize where it's like they're trying to make somebody blatantly beautiful, like not beautiful. And it's just like, yeah, you're trying. We can tell. And it's weird, but it's Selma Hayek. Yeah. It just she, doesn't work that way. She's a pride of the Latina women. There was somebody near my where I grew up that was obsessed with Frida Kahlo and like literally had it written on their car. And they had uh-huh. this stairs window and it was like a picture of Frida like with her boobs out and I remember we would drive by it and my dad would be like there's the boobs in the window and it was just this oh it was just a very fucking there's the boobs in the window name of our next hit single (laughs) dude I'm dead ass the weirdest fucking thing because it's it's cool to be obsessed with like an artist but then it's like why is this written on your vehicle and why do you have that paint like whatever you got the painting in your window facing outwards but you're writing it on your car, like it was just very. I have a very Dude, weird listen, relationship with when, Frida Kahlo. Like when you get pictures of naked women, you're not supposed to show it to the whole world. You're supposed to keep it for yourself and act painting. like it's a it's a prize possession. It's like it's it's whatever like a same thing. So painted, but it was but then but she was like green in the painting. Like it wasn't like a portrait. Still a nipple. Oh, it was there was two nipples. You know, like Jay would still whack off to it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, actually. No, most of the you time he's thinking of men. Anybody else on this planet? Yeah, tell me something I don't know. And you think about men. <laughs> when you're doing it, you think about guys. <laughs> Shit, not all the time. It's great that he owns it. That's just the best yeah. part of that whole it's, sequence. It's, it's it's, like... Yeah, it really is like just continuing or continuing on the the like circuit of each movie of where he gets more and more of like a closeted gay guy uh personality Persona. basically mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's really funny really funny character <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> they really tear into fun. it in the reboot <laughs> this is a good time this is a good time yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so um oh, man we got to give our flowers to the voice of god himself metatron 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Old good old Alan Rickman man. Give him a whole give him his machine gun. Ho ho ho. <laughs> Bill yeah. Clay. My name's Bill Clay. Yeah. Gotta give him his flowers because he's really good and he has a couple nice little heartwarming scenes. And then he also has one of the best lines, which is if there isn't a movie about it, it's not worth knowing, is it? That is just mm-hmm. a rip on Americans and us and watching movies and taking in cinema and how yeah. if it's not a movie, that's fucking bullshit. Well, I don't fucking care about it then. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to look at it and hear it with my two senses. It's good. I'm wondering, I, I, he, had to have, he had to have chosen that part specifically because of there's th- so much. Yeah, I think that there's there so much like deli- like dialogue, but it's not like back and it's not tit for tat. It's like exposition. Yeah, no, you know, I like think, I think they did have it in mind. It wasn't like he got his pick of the litter or anything, like uh, like Will Forte in the Slam and Salmon wise we talked about last time <laughs> on another episode of Indecisive Opinions. Check it out in the Spank Bank. Uh, it was it was definitely like no, I think we want Alan Rickman to play Metatron and see if he's interested. Something like that. No, it was it was, it was a we perfect a role now. for him because Alan Rick, one of in my opinion, one of the best at delivering, uh, you know, these diatribes of fucking like so essentially really, borderline speeches so where really, he's oh, just going off, just monologues. Yeah, exactly. Hans Gruber himself, and just like that era too, of fucking mm-hmm. like. Galaxy Quest is the same exact time, and then Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, The Depressed Martian, or mm-hmm. uh, not Depressed Martian, it's Prison the Droid. Marvin. Yeah. That's why I said that. Marvin, yeah, dude, he's just like, he's just so rich in personality, and his voice, every time you hear that voice, you know it's Severus Snape. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Every time, Ari, Ari, it's really good giving him his flowers because R.I.P. And dude was definitely a legend. Anybody else die in this movie? We gave George Carlin his flowers. Someone else dead? Um, Thankfully not. Is Bud Court dead? Probably. Yeah, well, that's okay. He got to play God who loves ski balls. Or a guy God would embody. So that's Mm -hmm. enough. (laughs) You can be be happy about that or whatever. Um, Dude, I don't know. Uh, there's there's a nice happy ending, a good good little showdown, et cetera, et cetera. Dot com. You know what? Uh, what do we? What else we got to say? Great great movie. If y'all can find it, go go watch it. YouTube it. If you're cool enough to have a friend like Joey or like my roommate Dan or like my sister Dan, I think who might own this movie on DVD, you can snag it from them. Dude, watch it. Yeah. Possibly on VHS, even those might exist. It was the nineties. Oh yeah, uh, definitely, definitely check it out. I endorse it. I endorse the film. I also can, could talk about it for so much longer that I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna say I quit now. I've said enough. <laughs> I also yeah, endorse it. I think we hit quite a few things on, on this film. I, I also give it a fucking. I give it a ten two out of ten. Two thumbs up. A two thumbs up. Uh, the my signature of approval and I'll ink on your I, body. It is inked with my blood. Oh, wow. Yes. In my skin. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That is true. That yes. is true. Yes. Then we can 
cue the Alanis Morissette and let everybody know the the hilarious last line of this movie uh-huh. is, you know, when you're pregnant, you can have sex up until your third trimester. <laughs> and he's so like, yeah, great. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> just a really roundabout that this is a comedy and just about just like how there's a disclaimer at the very beginning and referencing that God thinks things can be funny because he invented the platypus. But yeah. then we don't want to upset the platypi community, so we also apologize for that. And then there's a whole movie in between those things. It's great. They just knew. They just knew. They just knew. What What did they know? What did they know, Joey? I guess it would be a little upsetting. A little. A little. What would be What would be a little upsetting? Oh, you know this whole the whole what? the whole thing about this movie. You know, the Catholic Church and you know all that little little people, people are easily upset. triggered. Exactly. People are easily upset people, by people sometimes jargon. need to learn to take a joke, and it's, you know, not everything needs to be so serious. I understand religion is a super serious topic, and it has been since the dawn of time. It's the reason why we have all the wars we have. <laughs> But you can just watch this movie. But you can watch and this see movie. that it's a movie. It's a comedy after it's all. It's a work of fiction, dear children. It's amazing. Just like the Bible. And if you really need something to believe in and give you hope and you want to read the Bible and practice Catholicism and go to church and be a better person, you know, that's all right too. But don't take yes. every single thing involved in it to heart. If yeah. you really need something to believe in, maybe believe in yourself you know exactly make your make every day live in the moment positive mental attitude fucking keep on rolling with it manifest your dreams become the reality that you are and then gotta get that pma gotta get that yeah pma dude that's true your brain is bad but hey also maybe maybe not just catholicism maybe you can just believe in like something if if you need, you know, like Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. I recommend Spider Man. Spider Man. Trying to say, <laughs> you really need someone to believe in. Yeah, so if you need an idol, that less than Jake song. Yeah, if you need an idol, Mooby the the Ramones, Golden Calf. The Ramones yeah. are a good one. Something yeah. to believe in. <laughs> movie the Something Golden Calf. Something to believe in. Yeah, Pennywise. All that stuff. It's beautiful. Let's get a little fun of the classic whose tagline is it anyway, where our version is going to just be, do you think this tagline is from Dogma or not? Okay. Dude, Simple. Nice. We've played it before. I like the tagline game. Are you ready for your yes. tagline? I no. am. I am. And yes or no are the simplest way to most effectively answer these questions. <laughs> your tagline is it can be hell getting into heaven. No. Lou says no and has earned zero points. Damn it. That is that is in fact a tagline. <laughs> I thought that would be like Constantine or some bullshit, you know? No, it's not Constantine. Maybe, hey, maybe it is. I don't know if there's overlapping ones. <clears throat> I just have 
if it's no, for I, dogma according to the internet and IMDb or not. <laughs> so copy. you are a fucking loser. Copy. <laughs> copy. You don't need to make the sound, dude. <laughs> Joey, your tagline is just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. I'm going to say no. Mm. Joey says no and has earned himself a point because it yeah, is bitch. It is... Do you know what movie it is from for no bonus points? Um, What was it again? All right, moving on. <laughs> Lou, your tagline is, are you ready? Mm-hmm. With no power comes no responsibility. I'm going to say yes. All right, Lou, sticking with that no point thing. Nice. Good. It is not. Keep it that way. And for zero bonus points, do you have any idea what movie it could be from? And if you just said the opposite of Spider-Man, we'll take that as an answer. Um, Orgasmo. You are in gray. <laughs> Orgasmo. So the opposite of Spider-Man. I mean, that's the first thing came to mind. Dude, you think a funny cat. <laughs> All right, Joey. Are you ready? Yeah, boy. Your tagline is get touched by an angel. Um, I'm going to say no. Joey, you still have one point because Son you of a did bitch. not get one on that question uh, because you are wrong. If so, facto. That was also the that. that was also the tagline for the movie Michael. Son of a bitch. <laughs> my my autobiography starring John Travolta, because I am an angel. Mm-hmm. Is that the movie you're talking about, Lou? Yes, exactly. Yep, yep, cool. John Travolta movie. I I saw it when I was seven. Everyone else out there, I'm sure you did too. Your wicked, tagline, wicked, Lou, creepy ass fucking movie. Andy McDowell. Uh, all right, throw it at me. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Wait, is Matthew McConaughey here? Your tagline is a new comic fantasy from the director of Clerks and Chasing Amy. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say no. Ooh, Lou, this Dog. one was for sure. <laughs> Dogma. Dogma. <laughs> it's good. I said like comic fantasy. I was like, oh, that's not. I know, but that's the words that they use. Comic that is the words can, that they use. can mean ha ha. Kevin Smith is involved. Everything's a comic fantasy. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. honestly, 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 mate. Oh dear boy. <laughs> All right, Josef, ja. your tagline is the passion, the power, the pain, the wages, the movie. Yes. You are incorrect. Son of a bitch. And for no bonus points, do you have any idea what movie? <laughs> the passion. <laughs> Of the Christ. It's uh, it's from Bull Durham. No. <laughs> random. Random. Got Susan Sarandon on your brain, my guy? Because that was Susan Sarandon of you. Always. Always. Pew, pew, pew. All right. Still Joey with the one-point lead. Yeah, Louis Caboos. This is your tagline. P- prepare thyself. Prepared. 
No, the, no, the, the tagline is prepare Oh, oh, prepare thyself. That's the tagline. <laughs> um, it's all about the delivery, baby. I'm going to say yes. Yo, Lou, you're on the board. What point? <laughs> nice. Oh, what? Did you think you knew that one, Joey? No, I was hoping I'd win. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I was hoping Instead, to get a sweeping one-point victory. <laughs> you... <laughs> You have only been led to having another tagline read to you. Are you ready, sir? I'm fucking ready. Your fucking tagline is... Faith is a funny thing. Yes. Joey, you are still ahead by a point. You're right. That one was correct. I'd like to thank my mom. I'd like to thank my dad, my dog. You haven't won. You haven't won. All right, easy there, victory speech. Let's dial it back a little bit. He's he's watching the Olympics and getting real stoked right now, imagining, (laughs) hey, I'm that same age as that guy. And I can't do half the shit he's doing. The Olympics making us people in our 20s feel like shit for an eternity. Mm -hmm. And everybody over the age of 20, essentially. So. Joey, you are ahead by one point. Only a couple more to determine. The victor, Lewis. <laughs> your tagline reads as such: "No experience necessary." Uh, no. <laughs> is it a is it a question? I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, no, I'm gonna say no. I'm <laughs> gonna work on that. Nothing. You are actually. Did you say no? You said no to no experience necessary. You think yes? I said no. (laughs) You said no by saying yes. (laughs) You did it. You tied it up. Tied it back up, motherfucker. Uh, It is not. not. It's a clerk's clerk's tagline. Clerks. Let's get it. Nice. Nice. I'm fucking ready, Mike. Let's buy another guy. All right. What's the tagline, Joey? Your tagline is. Fear God. Uh, we're gonna go with a fat solid. Yes, the fat solid turd has turned into a shit monster, which is a bad thing. If I think I did this right, you're wrong. <laughs> the game is still tied up, <laughs> Lou. If you'd mm-hmm. believe it, you can win by getting this answer correct. Okay. Oh shit! If not, I'll read another one. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes into sudden death, basically. I, would I was, I was like, I cannot make this any more suspenseful. Actually, this <laughs> always manages to happen, and it pisses me off in a joking manner. <laughs> so you soundboard so, sound effect. <laughs> Is it real? <laughs> uh, all right, Lou. Your tagline. If you abide, mm-hmm. a movie oh. for kids from the director of Clerks and Tusk. <laughs> a movie for kids. Um, I'm gonna say a no. Mo- a movie for kids. <laughs> I didn't even see what happened yet. No, I know, but you said Tusk, so I already know that fucking like came out way after. Yes. Oh. <laughs> But you said no, Lou. No, I'm agreeing with with Joey's logic. With what he's saying is like because it has Tusk in the tagline. I know. It's like, I love I love making it confusing though, and just being like, "What happened?" 
You think a movie for kids from the director of Clerks and Tusk is not a tagline for the movie Dogma. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. That is correct. You have won the game, Lou. All right. That means Lou gets to go first in the real game. (laughs) Hell yeah. Because that was a preliminary thing. This This is where it all counts. This is where it all comes down to who can get the most points. Bingo. Let's the points it. the points have been erased. And reset. Or you know, just like whatever Chris Hardwick would do on at midnight. Swipe, 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 your scores are gone. And then uh we're doing a little quiz show one where I'm gonna ask questions about the movie Dogma, and you guys both get to answer each question. So nice. <clears throat> Lou gets to go first, which means he gets first dibs, basically. There's four possible answers for each question. So there's always going to be two left over. Okay. But, Lou, you get first dibs. Whoever uh, gets it right, because he can't answer the same one, will have the precedent to answer first as the game goes on. Okay. And I got about eight of these or seven or nine or whatever in a tiebreaker, you know, based on points because it always comes down to it. So we'll see what happens. Are you ready to lead off Lewis, Derek Jeter? Hell yeah. Did Derek Jeter lead off for a while? I feel like he was the lead off. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Ichiro Suzuki, Juan Pierre. There we go. Better ones. Yep. All right, Lou. How many actors have Dogma in their top four on IMDb? Your possible answers are four people, actors, five actors, six, or seven? I'm going to go with five. Lou is going with five. So, Jose... Process of elimination means you get to choose from four, six, or seven. For um, how many actors would have Dogma in their IMDb top four? I'm gonna say four. All right, so we got a five for Lou and a four for Do for Joey Do. I don't know it rhymed. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the correct answer is six. Oh wow. shit! Surprisingly enough, I uh, believe. That's pretty nice. I believe it would be Jason Mewes, Kevin Smith, um, Bubble Butts. I'm forgetting who might. Alanis Morissette does. Uh, Uh George Carlin does. Uh, Selma Hayek, I believe, is one of the nutty ones. Really? And then uh, Linda Fiorentino, girl who plays Bethany. Oh. Yes, I was like, once once I get rolling, I'll get it. I had it in yeah. order, and then I didn't write it down. Cause I would have said Jason Lee instead of Selma Hayek. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she has a few interesting ones, huh. but but that one's Jeez. in there. J- Jason Lee is like Vanilla Sky, almost famous. My name is Earl, and I think Mallrats is his one for uh, Kevin <laughs> oh. Smith. You know, he's got yeah, one. I can see that too. Yeah. Is definitely. I remember we did the top four when we played, uh, when we did Almost Famous. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's so, true. That's, yeah, my name is Earl. Was in there. It's funny enough. All right, so <laughs> we got nothing, which means Lou's keeping his lead off. Killer. 
This one's a funny one. How many Razzie Award nominations did Dogma receive? <laughs> Do you think it got one or two or three or zero? So these are the awards, not nominations. These are awards. Just nominations. Just nominations. Um, My good sir. I'm going to say it got two. With the two slot taken, Joey is left with one, three, or zero. What will he choose? Um, Tune in right now. I'll go with one. Joey is saying one. Lou is saying two. The answer, Vanna, like she flips the number around or something, is one. Joey has a point. He is taking the lead. We did not see this coming. Or, I I don't know. Uh... No ganders at what that possible Razzie Award nomination could have been because I was kind of surprised. It was worst supporting actress, Selma Hayek. Kind of oh, rude. Wow. What? Hmm. Kind of rude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. Bring this. I mean, she has done like a lot of joke movies like that, you know, Wild Wild West, Adam Sandler stuff, but yeah, that's movie. true. But wow. There's a lot of good people crushing it in this. So, all right, Joey, you're yeah, boy. You're, you're leading off. You got Hell one yeah, point. Man. Putting Lou in the fucking rear view with dust and bust and whatever. Burn so, rubber and eat my dust. Yeah, baby, rubber, an evil tire, a murdering tire. So, your question is: What are the first spoken words heard in the film Dogma? And your choices are one, God, two, ladies and gentlemen, three, thank you, thank you, and four, I present to you Cardinal Glick. What one do you think, Joey? What are the first words? God. You think God? I think God. With God in the slot for Joey, Lou, you have. Ladies and gentlemen, or thank you, thank you, or I present to you Cardinal Glick. I'm going to say I present to you Cardinal Glick. (laughs) I love that. I think the answer is a 12. (laughs) So funny. So funny. All right. With God and I present to you Cardinal Glick taken, the answer would be Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so, fuck, dude. I should have just stuck with it. I was thinking that, too. I should have fucking just said it. What, it, what it says is, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I present, I present to you. you. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to trick you, fucking dumbass piece of shit. Stupid fucker. Mother. Brothers. Fuckers. Bunch of string players. Mm-hmm. You guys are a bunch of Lokis, and I'm just manipulating the fuck out of you like bad fuck. <laughs> All right. With your precedent, Joey, your next question. In dogma, what is the sign of a true Catholic? Is it going to church every week or saying your prayers daily or having hate in your heart or thinking that God is dead? Which one do you think? Thinking God is dead. You're going to go with thinking God is dead, which leaves going to church every week, saying your prayers daily, and having hate in your heart for Lou. What do you think, Lou? 
Well, I know that the answer's already been chosen, so I'll just go with number three. Well, that is just unheard of in this game. So, since it's correct, yeah, yeah, you got it. Joey got it. That was the one. Yeah. <laughs> you guys remember that line? <laughs> I thought that was really funny, though. She's just like, I think God is dead. And Janine Garofalo's just like, that is a sign of a true Catholic. It's very excellent. <laughs> Very excellent. See, that was like four questions in, though. I didn't know who was going to get that one. I don't give you a giveaway right at the start. No, no. I'm glad you did and it, it that is, way. Yes, and it is but merely two points with a couple more questions left. So, Joey, you're you're leading off. Yeah, next, yeah. Question, next question, sir. It is, what does Ezreal claim is one of the most enjoyable of human sins? Is it drinking? Or sex with multiple partners, or central air, or torture and murder. Torture and murder. <laughs> Said that one like way too. Wait, peppy. what was the name again? What is your name again? You're Joe. No, no, no. Who? And, wait, who, uh, whose name did you restate the question? What does Ezreal claim is one of the most enjoyable of the human sins? You think central air? Well. Drinking and sex with multiple partners and torture and murder, they seem pretty probable, Lou. I don't know. What could it be? Oh, I, It's not this, but I'll go with sex with multiple partners. What? It is totally sex with multiple partners. No, it's Central Air. He loves uh, yep. the Central Air. Ooh, oh, yeah. hell. How did this happen? Ah. All right. Joey, I dare you to get a question right again. I'll try. Yeah, I don't know. It was just it seemed funny. Joey's got to break like a four episode losing streak. He's really he's on a roll right now to where the comeback would be legendary. But let's see if he can pull a blowout with this one. Joey, when do Jay and Silent Bob first appear? Or you know, how far into the movie do Jay and Silent Bob first appear? I suppose I should say you have twenty two minutes in, or twenty seven minutes in. Or 32 minutes in. Or 36 minutes in. <laughs> Pick a number, Mother Frutter. Um, uh, 22, 27, 32, 36. I want to say 32. 22, 27, 36. I know. Yeah, I was, I was reading the other ones very 32. quickly for Lou. You got 32. 22, 27, 36. Lou. I'm going to go 27. Lou, 27, Joey, 32. Which one is the answer? Stay tuned to find out. We're telling you right now, the answer is 27. Lou, you did it. You'd taken taken the thing back. bastards jinxed me. (laughs) (laughs) You bastards. (laughs) It's more so of like questions that if you just paid attention to the movie, they're giveaways. And then ones that are like, oh, who the fuck knows? Because that's really all I can do. After we just studied the whole fucking movie. So, <laughs> as we lead into this next one, Lou, you're ready to answer first. Your question mm-hmm. be, how does Metatron officially prove to Bethany that he's an angel? Oh. Is it he pulls his pants down and reveals he has no penis? Or he shows his wings? Or he teleports her down the road to a restaurant? Or... He turns a baseball bat into a fish. Now, which one 
is the official answer. He transports her to the best place to get tequila, which is the Mexican restaurant down the street. Which one sounds it's like that? Wings. It's not your fucking turn. Oh, it's not? Shit. I'm, I'm making sure of Lou's choice. I'm saying C. Fuck. <laughs> C. He remembered the order. Shit. This guy's good. All right. So you want the show's his wings, Joey, jumping yes. out of your seat over there My with your hand up like you're doing a fucking piss dance like a child at a bar mitzvah. Some type of Vince Vaughn tangent there. <laughs> Teleporting to get to tequila. That's correct. Lou is right. It's a bunch of bullshit, isn't it? Joey, you're still ahead. Calm down. Everything's fine. Compose yourself. Compose yourself. Crying. I'm freaking out here. I'm freaking out. Do you have a commanding lead? And with that commanding lead, you get to sit in the saddle while Lou answers first. On this next Great. question, which reads, how many John Hughes films are referenced in this film dogma? Lou, your options of numbers of John Hughes films are one, three, five, or seven. Count them out on your hand if you need to. I, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah, because um, if, if you remember the movie, you I do. have them all. I'm going to go with five. Joey, you have one, three, or seven references um, from I'll John Hughes. Because I'm pretty sure it's five. You said seven? Seven. All right. Tie ball game, bitches. Yep. High bitchin' ball bitchin' game bitchin' bitch and so is this so is this essentially sudden death and or if no one gets it right we just can do the next yeah. basically the next all, one wins essentially we all explode I have fucking a I I have a tiebreaker in the bank if this next one doesn't work because one of them is a uh, you might know from watching it and the other one is a uh, oh Jesus Christ like okay just just got to think about it so any uh any idea of what the what the what the movies what the movies from John Hughes were cuz cuz that was a fun part with small out and rips on Kevin I, Smith you guys remember I, I do I have a pretty good idea at the very least so they talk about 16 Candles, Weird Science, Breakfast Club. They then talk about the other two. That's what is escaping yeah, me currently. Right. Because uh-huh. most of them are all at once in the one scene. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Well, you got the, the Brat Pack trilogy that everyone has is those three. Yeah. So of course, he mentions that. The other one in that so conversation is talks about tits that's 16 candles yeah mm. oh that's right that's right yep but pretty in pink mm. oh yeah but some, some ducky action up in you there's that one but that's all yeah, at one that time that one was badass because you crying yeah exactly <laughs> it's just kevin smith like making that face and it's like you can tell he likes john hughes movies it's really funny <laughs> But uh, you, you guys remember what the other one is that's mentioned in the film? It's not in that same conversation. Uh, can you give me one actor from it? No, like it doesn't matter. It's just I don't know. I don't remember. I don't Dude, remember. there's a really funny time where when they meet Serendipity, she's talking about being the muse and everything for a lot of things. And she's like, yeah, I was the muse for the most popular 20 or the highest grossing like 20 movies of all time. 
And then they're like, really? And then she goes, oh, well, uh, you know, no, the no, one no, about no. the kid who's at home with the two burglars uh, and everything. Ah! And then she holds her face. She's like, yeah, not that one. I had nothing to do with that. That's great. Home Alone. That's I, great. That, I was like, oh, because it's the only family friendly one. Mm-hmm. So they squeeze in five John Hughes references. <laughs> not like awesome. not like Chasing Amy was trying to be a John Hughes movie anyway. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. That was his effort at it. Or maybe Jersey Girl was. I don't know. So, all right. Oof. Last last question. Even though there's precedence, because there's no other way to do this game. But Lou, who do you think the Mubi symbol thing, Mubi the Golden Calf, is based off of, which caused great controversy in our real world? Your options are the Dalai Lama or Jesus or Mickey Mouse or Marilyn Monroe. Do you have any clue? My do. Um, I'm going to go with Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe is off the table. Joey, your choices are the Dalai Lama or Jesus or Mickey Mouse. Uh, Mickey Mouse. Are you asking me a question? No, it's a statement. It's the it's my it's my answer. Mickey Mouse. See, be decisive. It's not like our podcast is called not decisive or anything. <laughs> Come on. I know, but I'm I'm kind of thinking like maybe it's the Dalai Lama. I'm gonna go with Mickey Mouse though. All right, that's what I'm. Hey, final question, final answers. Lou, Marilyn Monroe, you locking it in? Uh-huh. Joey, Mickey Mouse, locking it in. I'm pressing F. All right, you're pressing F. No, that, that's how you <laughs> like this a Twitch stream. <laughs> Is this a Twitch stream? <laughs> All right, we have pressed F. What do you guys think? You guys think either one of you are right, or we're gonna have to do a tiebreaker? What do you truly? Um, what do you truly think, Mooby? is based off of just dis- I, discussion I, time what do you guys, I, you guys I, no idea clueless dude i, I can see being mickey mouse man it just seems so right any idea of the controversy we haven't discussed yet so that i, I can ask know. this fucking question <laughs> go for it yeah go for it homie all right i'll i'll go for it by saying the losing streak has been broken by joey and he is correct it's Mickey Mouse. That one made sense. That one made sense. It's Mickey Mouse. That one made sense. If you guys, if anybody out there watches some of those interviews on YouTube or whatever, there's one or two of Kevin Smith where when they talk about certain things, they say the name Disney and like Mickey Mouse, and it's bleeped out because of how they were involved with owning the movie and not wanting to be involved with it or whatever. Had to mm-hmm. come out somewhere else. And essentially, that is a big reason also of why there are no DVDs anywhere. Because Disney was like, fuck, no, Miramax or whoever the Weinsteins are a part of is like a subsidiary of Disney. Because, you know, Disney owns fucking everything. And Mubi has six primetime TV shows, 30 albums. And what did I forget? You forgot Mubi Magazine. Oh, Mubi Magazine. That's Disney, bitch. Disney. Yeah, theme parks. 
two yeah. coastal theme parks or whatever they say exactly that right exactly yeah. that yeah. once you think once you think about it he's ripping on motherfucking mickey mouse movie mouse movie calf movie movie calf the golden cat movie happy fun time movie 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 whatever that little song is where it's just like fucking funny and everyone dies so so we did it we praised movie and we got our panache with with uh buddy christ and we and we fucked and into our third trimester dude yes dogma see it in theaters 20 years ago Thank you for listening to End of Things of Opinions, our upcoming episode. We will be covering the 90s rock and roll hit Airheads, starring Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler. Please, in the meantime, listen to Lurking Class on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. And follow us on Instagram to stay updated on all things Lurking Class. We are Lurking Class, and we slay rock and roll.